Hello, TBE Network, and welcome to the TBE Podcast, where we share thought-provoking stories, strategies, and ideas, as well as engage with insightful leaders from a wide range of fields and businesses across Africa. If the topics of entrepreneurship, business, startups, property, marketing, or finance interest you, then you have tuned into the right place. Hi there, TBE Network, and uh, welcome to this pilot episode of the TBE Podcast. And it's only fitting that we've got the founder and CEO of TBE himself, David Senka. David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Cameron. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this thing. I think it's got some legs. I think there's a lot of people that want to hear from you, um, get your expertise, you know, really dive into your daily routine, those sort of things. But I think if you can, can we can we get a brief background of your sort of involvement in property for the last, I think, 15, 16 years, uh, up until the seven years ago where you decided to start TBE? Sure. So I started my property career at a company in the inner city. We were rejuvenating old buildings into residential spaces. And that's really where I learned my, you know, all of my skills. And eventually I left there. I sold my shares in that company and I went into a business in Durban with some family and student housing. Following on from that, I landed up in Johannesburg again doing what I really liked, which was connecting entrepreneurs and investors. So I was helping, I actually had an office at a competitor in a business center, I won't say who they are. <laughs> and whilst I was meeting with entrepreneurs and connecting them to our, you know, our network of investors, I saw a gap in that the business center was fully occupied and there was a waiting list. And my passion's actually also property, property people, entrepreneurship. Yeah. And um, I wanted to create a business that was not only relying off you know, brokerage fees, but also creating annuity revenue. So I wanted to really build a business that had both, both best of both worlds. So I saw this opportunity and I came about the concepts of the business exchange, which um, you know, had this whole events and networking angle to it. And I brought in my property passion over there where we would rent out space to entrepreneurs and bigger businesses. And I would also be able to connect with entrepreneurs and, and my private equity clients. And yeah, so I, I approached one of our investors at the time. They really liked the concepts. So I fitted in with their profile and their sort of strategy, overall strategy. And that was nearly seven years ago. And now we here we are. So um, yeah, that's pretty much how I got, got going. Um, and What do you think uh, were um, invaluable skills uh, that you learned at that initial property uh, job that you had shares in? Sure, a lot. So I, I oversaw the whole management arm of the business. So I had like 200 staff reporting into me, which was quite something. Yeah. Something quite big that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, there's always issues with people, you know, you've got to, you've got to manage that and and doesn't matter how big or small you are and how many staff you're actually dealing with. There's, there's a lot you learn through that mm. and a lot of relationship uh, building in that. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of staff reporting into me. I had to set up a lot of processes. It was very much an operational position. So that's where I learned how to bring in structure into a business and process. You know, if right. you don't have structure and process, you you're up against it because um, you can't scale if you don't if you don't right. have that yeah, in your yeah. company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd love to come back to that, but I uh, I just want to get your thoughts on. Obviously, you've got a, a quite a an experienced history in property. Where do you see commercial property 
kind of going and maybe you can start with like a local perspective and then move kind of into a more broader global perspective yeah so sure so the south african property market and office the office space in, in particular is under a lot of strain and mm. um, you'll see that when you're driving around you know like in santon and rosebank a lot of buildings are empty mm. of course because of COVID and, and uh, the impact of that but even before that you know the economy in south africa and Africa to a degree has, has also been under a lot of pressure, um, which, well, let me also add in that a lot of property developers also speculated many years ago, you know, like eight, nine years ago, and they just built these buildings. Mm. The economy didn't, you know, play up to that. And we found that the vacancy factor, even pre-COVID days, was very high. Then COVID came along and dealt a significant blow to the, the office market and the property market in general. Where to from here? Um, it's great for companies like the Business Exchange because we can engage with landlords and partner with them. And there's also opportunities for us to you know, grow on our own traje trajectory and, and um, bring in or rather expand our portfolio. Mm. Um, it's definitely going to be more of a hybrid way of working. That's how I see it. A lot of uh, staff and a lot of corporate companies are going to allow their staff to continue to work from home, but not all the time. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people hate it. I mean, yes, perhaps I'm biased, but uh, I personally didn't like it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I don't even have children yet, and I'm having a child in, in, <laughs> in 10 days. So, but, uh, you know, even just having animals and my wife, and you know, <laughs> I yeah. better be careful how I say this, but, <laughs> you know, it, it creates a lot of disturbances. Mm. So that's the one thing. The other thing with working from home is that some people actually work too much, you know, and that that creates another another strange problem. You know, you can actually yeah, the, the the boundaries get blurred. I mean, you'll work yeah. to 10 p.m. instead of have that commute where you can kind of switch off. And, exactly. There's yeah. no separation there, and um, so a lot of people don't like that. They like mm. to have the, the the distinction between work and home, and they like they like that balance. So for me, it's very much a hybrid way of working. We're seeing it overseas. We're seeing it internationally already. But you know, even in South Africa, it's starting to happen. We have a lot of um, huge corporate companies inquiring with us because they don't want to renew their leases with uh, you know, typical sort of uh, landlords yeah. um, in, in your conventional spaces. So a company with, say, 100 people may have downsized anyway because of COVID, unfortunately. But even if they didn't, they're now saying, well, do we need 100 seats? Maybe we need 50 seats, you know? And or the, the ability to kind of scale up and scale exactly, down flexibly. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. and that's the other key word, flexibility, you know? Mm. So... Our models that we offer flexibility and companies can upscale and downscale, as you say. So, um, yeah, for us, I think it's very exciting times moving ahead um, and it's going to be interesting. And hopefully by the end of this year, things will settle down and we'll start seeing more and more companies take those decisions. Right. Mm. Okay. And um, what are you, as a, as a CEO, I mean, it's, I've, as, a, as a young entrepreneur or, or someone who's got his own business, mm. I've, I've always kind of you know, everyone I think looks up and the word CEO holds such such weight. So maybe you can give us a bit of insights into kind of your daily routine. Um, what are some tools that you use to stay productive and, and how some advice that you can offer uh, guys that work for themselves, freelancers, uh, you know, small businesses to, to larger businesses, entrepreneurs, day to day, how can they be more productive? What is What is your day look like? So look, I think a word that keeps you know coming into mind is energy. Mm. If you don't have energy as an entrepreneur, you're gonna you're gonna struggle, right? Because it's 
the other keyword there is struggle. It is a struggle. It's <laughs> yeah. a struggle from the beginning, probably till the end. You know, I've got um, very, you know, my net, I've got a lot of very successful people in my network that I speak to all the time. And a lot of them even with listed businesses abroad, you know, yeah. in, in, in huge cities. And as big as they are now, the struggle is still there. You know, mm. the, you know, I, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and I was saying, I won't go into all the details, but I, you know, I made a joke with him and saying, look, you know, you're far richer than me, so don't worry, you're right. You know, something, I don't know, something like that. But <laughs> he turned around to me and he said, you know what, it's not all what it seems, you know, and, and his stress levels, he was saying to me, I was, you know, far higher now than they've ever been. So mm. the struggle is always there, it just changes, it sort of morphs into different shapes and forms, you know, but coming back to what I said about the, you know, energy, I think you've got to figure out ways to keep that energy going. And mm. it's because it is going to be very hard. Sometimes you're going to be undecided. You're going to question yourself. You're going to question your business, your business model from day one till the end, you know, and um, you've got to have that energy. So I guess the question is, well, how do you, how do you have that energy? How can you keep that energy? Right. How can you get that energy going and, and, and keep it? So for, I look for everyone, people have different ways of doing that. For me, it's about ex, you know, exercise is key. Right. Smiling there cause <laughs> no, you know, because because we say, exercise together. Sometimes. I was, was going to say <laughs> that uh, having yeah. the benefit of knowing you for some years now, um, yeah. I've always marvelled at at your ability yeah. to rock up at five a.m. Yeah. and and look like you've been up for five hours. So <laughs> and and have the energy to just keep going, and then that energy yeah. just carries on. And it's it's uh, it is always something that I've admired about you, and that uh, you know I've tried to learn from. Thank and, you, Cameron. But um, <laughs> but it is it's also easier said than done. I mean, I think you know. Those, that's a, such a valid point. It is a struggle, and yeah. and a struggle has a way of draining energy, and and so you've got to kind of tap into something, you know, yeah. that that you sure. can. I mean, what what's something that, yeah, that helps as you, you say, struggle and stress. You know, I mean, you've got to figure out ways to deal with that stress because stress is always going to be there, and it's going to mm. be it's like crazy high level sometimes. You know, right. so for me, it's very you know, I do CrossFit. I love it. I'm passionate about it. And that's how I deal with it, you know, as you know. <laughs> but, um, so that's how I deal with it. I wake up, okay, I'm having a child, as I said, in about 10 days. So things might change, which I'm trying to navigate also in my head. Right. So I'm going to have to be more flexible. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, CrossFit for me, so I wake up early. I wake up like 4.30, go to CrossFit, as you say, 5, 5.30. I train, I get home. Generally, my wife gives me a lovely shake and oats, et cetera, et cetera, you know, which is great. And then I get my day going. Um I never really switch off, you know, I'm working throughout the day, whether I'm in meetings or not, checking emails, um, keeping the wheels turning, mm. engaging with my staff, my clients all the time. And yeah, trying to just grow, you know, growth is really key for us, mm. but you've got to manage your business at the same time, of course. Sure. And uh, so that, that's kind of what it looks like. Look, eating healthy for me is also really important. Um, I was quite a big child growing up, <laughs> as you were too, Cap. Uh, I'm still arguably a big yeah, child. Yeah. So, um, so exercise and, and healthy eating for me, you know. But mm. it's not like, yeah. You know, I, I try to get a bit of balance with that too, you know. Right. I'm not like having zero carbs as an example, you know. So I try to get that balance because you've got to have the energy, right? So those are two key things for me. I, but look, a lot of people do a lot of other things, you know. Like I try read. Um, my mind tends to wander a little bit, uh, but I try to read as much as I can. 
But for a lot of people, I think yoga, meditation are great things Stuff to, to kind of realign, exactly. center themselves. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. I think if you've got a very busy mind, those things are great. Again, I don't do that. I would love to do it more. I don't. Um, that's that's my challenge. Uh, kind of focus it more on the, the exercise and eating sort of side of things. Yeah. Okay, and um, a, a bit earlier you were you were uh, kind of alluding to your sort of well, you were telling us about your sort of journey coming into an entrepreneur as an entrepreneur um and i'd be remiss if i if we didn't chat mm-hmm. like just a little bit about COVID and and what these times mean for entrepreneurs i think there's a there's there's always that sort of struggle within people that battle to work for someone the security mm-hmm. which arguably isn't even there anymore um or or to start their own business and and take that leap mm-hmm. what what would your advice be to someone potentially in a job now, great idea. They've got stuff lined up to to kind of take this idea and bring it to market. Mm-hmm. Uh, good time, bad time? Sure, yeah. Uh, hard question to to answer around the COVID thing, you know, yeah. um, and giving advice to people because it is, as, you, as you're saying, it's so hard, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're in business or in a job, it's, it's tough. And so many people are being retrenched. Mm-hmm. So many businesses are going out of business, you know, so it's, 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 Hard to give advice given what's going on right now. Yeah. But what I will say is that I think the fundamentals stay the same. It's just harder. You know? yeah. So like if you want to start a business now, the fundamentals and your strategy should be the same. And I'll give some you know tips in that regard. But I think um, you just got to realize it's going to be a lot harder, you know, like yeah. starting out in a, in a time like, like now. So that's the first part of my answer. The second part is, you know, three, three things that come to mind uh, around the um um you know around entrepreneurship and and how do you go about things first thing is passion uh, which i think is quite an obvious thing so i'm not going to go into too much you know around that but you've got to be passionate about what you do and i think energy ties in there too sure to so be passionate and highly energetic that's where you can can kind of draw that energy Absolutely. from when when it's lacking yeah 100 yeah. percent. and you got to also appreciate things are going to change all the time so mm-hmm. that's why the passion is important because the business you start today could look very different in two years and you could change and I don't want to use the word pivot, but, you know, remodel your company um, and kind of you're going to go a long path there, you know. So you've got to be passionate and highly energetic to sustain yourself there, which right. then brings me to my next word of perseverance. You know, you've got to be prepared to persevere because, it, as we said, the struggle is real. You know, it's yeah. going to be so hard. You're going to go through some major highs and lows, uh, but the highs will keep you going. Sure. And you got to, that's why you got to keep persevering. But I, so I think perseverance is, is really key. Um, anything else I want to add? On I think that? it was also, I yeah. mean, we were chatting one day and mm. uh, just l- like, I think in passing almost, you said to me, you know, you got to give a business 10 years. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that actually stuck with me, even though it was such a casual remark. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I think that's really important mm. to people who have maybe in year two, year three, and, and it's tough out there and yeah. they're battling things like COVID. Um, which is making an already very difficult uh, undertaking even more difficult. Absolutely. And um, you've got to remember, you're going to be learning all the time. I'm still mm. learning things about this business, you know, seven years on. I'm still learning. I'm still learning things. I like to think I know most of it now. But let's say I know 70% of it, you know, yeah. 80% of it. So you're always going to be learning and you're going to be iterating things and changing and people you're gonna yeah. have great people you're gonna have weaker people you know yeah i don't want to go into that too much and that's going to play its part you know if you can build a champion team sooner than later that's also going to really help you right 
Um, but my, the final thing I want to also touch on is about partnership you know, and, and getting in the right partners. A lot of businesses, when they start out, they need funding. You know, I think some need, need funding. They, th- they think they need funding and they actually don't. But right. for those that do need funding or start needing growth capital, I think partnerships are really important. And I've seen a lot of people fall short there. Um, they just want the money in and they just do that deal at any cost and they get the wrong partners and, right. and then they absolutely hate their lives. You know, yeah. every day they come into work, it's like just a job and it's it's not enjoyable. You're fighting all the time. It's not great. You're not aligned. You don't have the right culture fit. So that's key. If you're going to bring on partners, make sure you, you're aligned with them, with your vision, your culture, your values. Right. And, um, you know, I've, we've got partners in a company called Race Corp and they, they've been fantastic. Because of those reasons, you know, because we aligned, we have the same vision, our values are the, are the same. So that's really important. So I'd caution entrepreneurs, because as I say, a lot of entrepreneurs think that they just need to raise funding straight away. Right. And then they just get on any partners. And I've seen a lot of horror stories around that. Yeah. So yeah. that's also really, really important. Okay. Mm. I mean, we could we could obviously sit here for, for hours mm. and talk about things like CrossFit and uh, entrepreneurship. (laughs) But I think uh, for the first episode, Mm. that's some really valuable information. Uh, Dave, thanks so much for kind of kicking this thing off. Uh, Maybe in future we can talk about, you know, um, entrepreneurs looking for venture venture capitalists or funding or we can touch on things like that. But thank you so much uh, for everyone listening to this. Um, We'll catch you again in our next episode where we chat to Neil uh, from Veza Properties. Uh, Dave, thanks, man. Thanks, Cam. It was fun. All right. Cheers. Cheers, guys.